not accurate <laughs> uh, i'm just going with hi welcome to behind the hype some of that will probably be faded into because we're just kind of chatting mm-hmm. fourth week of this wasn't the fucking plan and the intros have gone actually pretty much to plan <laughs> i wanted them all to be we fucked up no and plan. weird and uh they've all been pretty fucked up and weird so on the month of that didn't go according to plan the intros at least went according to plan yeah yay <laughs> it's the little Even things you know that yeah we had no plan i mean yeah that well, the plan was to not have a plan, and that went perfectly. Yeah. The best, not having a plan is the best plan. I mean, that that is kind of what you learn as a parent. Because the first thing they teach you as a parent is come up with a plan. Expect the plan to fail. The plan fails. Mm-hmm. Come up with a new plan. New plan. <laughs> oh, who Yeah, it's like it? come up with a plan and then just get ready to come up with a new plan when that one fails. Yeah, not if that one fails. When it fails. Because it will fail. But you'll be fine. Oh, boy. So, Hi. Um, we're here with the, uh, the final week of That Wasn't the Fucking Plan, and, uh, John picked a doozy of a film that I, I'm not a, uh, I'm not a big fan of, and after the rewatch, I can say I'm a little bit more of a fan of it. Oh. I definitely liked it more in the rewatch. I still don't like it. I don't think I'll ever return to it, but I did leave going, okay, maybe I've been a little bit too mean to it in the past. Um, that said, it's still one of my least favorite Disney movies of all time. So, <laughs> but it's not the dumpster fire that I thought it was. It's definitely a better film than I was giving it credit. Like way better than I was giving it credit. Mm-hmm. But that, that, that's about it. <laughs> yeah. And it has the benefit of being the last one in this month. And we've yeah, just oh. had some real doozies this month, right? Oh my God. It was the last one and it was the shortest one. Like this thing had some real good things on its side. <laughs> <laughs> A nice tight like seventy minutes. <laughs> right, right. I would say that I planned that, but I actually didn't. In, in the spirit of this month, I did not plan for it to be like the shortest. Oh, I yeah. I could say this much. I'm very glad that it was. <laughs> I'm not sure if this thing had been the full epic if I could have taken it. All right. Although I probably would have because that sounds to me like it would have been a better film. But that's just yeah. yeah. Me. Well, are we doing a rundown of what this movie was supposed to be? I mean, like, what epic it was supposed to be. I don't know. This is John's film. I'll, I'll let him. Uh, do, you, do you want to do a quick rundown of what the movie is and then maybe say what you... We kind of said what we thought it was going to be, but why don't you give us a quick rundown of what it actually is? Yeah. Now the movie is about this uh, spoiled emperor, Emperor Cusco, who kind of gets his way, does whatever he wants, and he decides to build a water park for his birthday on the top of this village. And the uh, village leader, uh, Pacha, does not exactly jive with that. And so they get into a bit of an argument. Meanwhile, the uh, vizier uh, to the emperor, Cusco, uh, Yzma, she gets fired. She's fired. He fires her and pretty much in a very mean way. And she does, she vows revenge. So she poisons him. But her male servant, uh, Kronk, he gives him the llama poison or the llama transforming juice instead. And, you know, calamities ensue and... They go on an adventure, and uh, Pacha and uh, Cusco in this new llama form. And Yzma tries to chase after him to kill him, and then it ends with her turning into a cat and getting <laughs> knocked off the side of a building. And 
Yeah, and everything turns out for the better for all of them. It does kind of have like a nice little Disney button on the end. Yeah. Um, so then what it was supposed to be was this musical epic entitled Kingdom of the Sun with a score from Sting. And, you know, I think they were going to go for something like um, uh, what they did with Tarzan, right? Something very big and... <laughs> so it was basically supposed to be like the Prince and the Pauper when the Cusco, Couscous... Uh, <laughs> this is what it makes me think of. That might be offensive. David Spade. <laughs> David uh, Spade. David Spade so- finds someone who looks exactly like him and decides to swap spots. Uh, and then they do the whole life learning lessons. They fall in love with people outside their class and then, you know, and all the ensuing things. And it was supposed to be a multi-layered moral story, essentially, set in an Inca world and uh that's not what this was no yeah no they even got even got roger allers to um who did lion king i guess uh because i was reading the wikipedia too it was his movie (laughs) and then he left it (laughs) yeah because uh because of the failures of pocahontas and hunchback in notre dame and they were disney was getting kind of worried and uh there is a whole documentary if you can find it i had to i watched a little bit of it but it was like a crappy youtube um thing and it's called the sweatbox and yeah, good luck finding it anywhere else. <laughs> but it details it details the troubles of this production, and it's about an hour or more long. It's it's pretty long, and I can only imagine just the problems. But what makes this one interesting is just what what happened, like what it, what it turned into. Because like you said, Brian, like it's one of the not one of the great one of the lesser Disney's by a long margin, but not that bad. I mean, I, it, it, I don't like it. Yeah, I my problems with it is that I think it's kind of boring. Uh, like, there's not a lot to it. It doesn't really, and uh, I know there's probably some animators that will be really mad at me for saying this. It doesn't grab my eye at all. Like, I think it's a rather dull looking film. Like, when it, I think of Disney animation, I think of the best animation on screen. Like, they do it better than most anyone. And this is coming from a guy who's very, very not a big fan of Disney. Um, but when it comes to their animation, it's beautiful. This one isn't that beautiful. Like it's the most interesting part of the animation was when they went down to the poison lab. Yeah, the poison lab looked great, and a lot of the stuff in like the last, like the third act of this movie is, I think, the main reason why I still enjoy it because I think it really pulls itself together when it just starts having fun. But before that, it's not like the visually is not fun. Acting wise, it feels like there's people in two totally separate films, the very serious film that we're talking about, and then David Spade in a David Spade movie just trying to insert jokes wherever he can. When I finished the movie, I, I messaged John. I'm like, Emperor's New Groove, colon, punch up the movie. Like, right. there's so much punch up in this movie that it, it's exhausting. And it's like movie interrupting punch up. Like, you have this very kind of kind of okay scene not bad it's a it's a little dramatic with um i'm forgetting his name now john goodman's um pacha. Uh, pacha with pacha where he just lied to his wife about how the emperor's coming to knock down the town and he's really sad and he goes outside to sit down and then you just have david spade like interrupt the film and like scribble over i'm like this is my story not his see oh yeah 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 and it's like no, that, what is, that, that those elements is, in the very beginning totally they, they don't work as well and especially on the rewatch um, this time around. And like you said, that third act is where it really shines. And I think when approaching this movie, that's kind of where I end up sitting. Is that like 
the third act where everything just goes crazy and they go off the wall. That's what I remember the most from this movie. But I realize as we watch this, as I watch this now, it's just like there's a whole middle section to get through and punch up city, like you said. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a slog. And it's unfortunate because I think the main reason I, I've hated this movie for so long is because I've seen, I saw it once and then I tried to watch it a few times because uh, um, old co-host and um, old co-host of a few podcasts on our network, Nick, it's one of his favorite movies. Nick has tried to get me to watch this movie many, many times. <laughs> and every time I try to turn it on, I get about halfway through. I'm like, fuck this boring nonsense. I'm out. And I don't get to that third act where it is fun and the animation is lively and eye grabbing and the comedy works and everything just works. But you have a, I mean, granted, like I said, this movie really doesn't overstay its welcome. Like with credits, I think it's 78 minutes. Yeah. Not very long at all. Okay, like, I, another thing I didn't quite remember until rewatch. I was like, Oh, I'm already done. I still have, I still have an evening. Um, all of that just yeah. screams to me. We spent six years on this. We need to shove something out. Yeah, like I'm not losing my investment. Just yeah. get it out the door. It's because that's what I heard is that it's six years of development. So imagine yeah. how many years of that was the previous storyline. Yeah. Whom? How much of it was animated? Because they definitely animated some of it, and they just scratched it all. Yeah. So we end up with this, but make it funnier version. <laughs> Yeah. So of course the animation's less detailed. Of course it's shorter and everything because they just had less time to do it. Yeah. Yeah, you kind of had to find they had to find the movie that they were okay with coming out with uh, with all the changes. Um I like like I'm I'm not an animator or anything, but I've watched a few like documentaries. The Frozen 2 one was very interesting in that in the in an educational sense and just said it showed how things can change and change the dynamics of the production so drastically. And what that was, what I took from that into this is just that like, yeah, these things like suddenly, Oh, this doesn't play. We need something in here. So come up with something new, you know, and you can feel it when you watch this, just how kind of jarring and jagged this is of a movie to watch. And it's the weakness of, or it's, it's more apparent here because it's animated too, right? So you can kind of see where all these different ideas, what ideas stick, what ideas don't quite stick. And like, it's interesting coming on this after the previous week with uh, the man who killed Don Quixote and just seeing what, like seeing a similar situation of just things didn't go as planned, but how you can pivot and be more stylistic with it in a film with less time, but with animation, you can really just get awkward with it. I don't know. Yeah, and I, I'm not sure if either one is the right answer. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> like, but I, I can speak to maybe a little bit of what previous co-hosts liked about it. And it's that third act, yes. But this is um, rough around the edges Disney. And if, if, you've wa- if you watch anything on the previous eras of Disney, like Disney now is like a, a machine, a well-oiled machine and perfect. Like not a blemish sort of idea. It's, there's, a, there's, there's a badness to this that makes me understand so bad it's good sometimes for people for certain movies where i'll be like oh you guys are liking that you guys are enjoying that because it's bad whereas this is like i get it because yeah a lot lot of this doesn't work but it's but the people i know who enjoy this movie they enjoy this movie they don't like it because it's so bad it's good like they legitimately like i was talking to a co-worker today and she loves this film she thought it was interesting that me and her husband have the same problem with it boring and david spared's narration and punch-up because the people who like it, 
don't think it's bad. Don't think it's one of the lesser Disney's. I think they probably like it for the stuff that you're uh, you're talking about. They like it because of the rough edges, because it did things a little bit different. Mm-hmm. But, and I can appreciate that stuff. I mean, there is something nice about watching a Disney movie that does not have the Disney sheen on it. Like, there's not a single catchy song in this. I can't hum anything to you. I mean, fun side note, the, the song that fucking, what's his name? Um, Patrick Warburton hums when he's trying to hum his own theme song was uh-huh. him just riffing and Disney being Disney yeah. made him sign over all the rights to the song he made up. <laughs> just, uh, <laughs> I mean, that, see, that's, that's, that's really funny too. Like <laughs> that's funny, but it's also one of those, like, I love shitting on Disney. I know, but I mean, any studio would have done it. So yeah. I, I will give him that. Much. Yeah, yeah. I feel like I've been beating up Disney a lot this month because we have two Disney films. <laughs> see, for yeah. me, I, I might be harsher on this movie just because I mean, I'll be honest, I wasn't fully cognizant through the last of it because I was very tired last night. So I didn't get to see all the amazingness of the third act. But for everything before that, I feel like this is more of a movie of short ends, not rough around the edges, where ideas aren't fully realized. And for me, the biggest problem is the villain, quote unquote. I find Zima, what's her name? Yzma? Yzma? Yzma. Yzma? Yeah. Isma, to be so bland. I don't find her funny. I don't find her charismatic. I just don't find her engaging as a villain at all. No, and it just felt like it was a like it felt like it was a grab bag villain of like ah oh, we wanted to look evil and be funny and scary and uh, it's just work with it. Her outfit. Most of the time, Disney villains are supposed to be iconic in their design, visually as well as an attitude. And I don't think she has either. Her vi- her outfit is very bland. Yeah. It's very one-noted. You never see anyone cosplay as her, probably because of that. Uh, and I couldn't tell you who the villain was if I'm not watching the film or doing yeah. a podcast on it. <laughs> I, and I like her henchman. Like I, legit- oh, yeah. I legitimately think that Kronk is a good person, and I would watch a movie about him. Good person and funny, but I mean, again... And talented and really easygoing and able to pretty much rise to the occasion in every situation. Yeah. Like, I love that, his character. He but is the breakout honest, of this. Like, the, kind of the un... Like, when you watch this, you realize, oh, like, I think this for me was the first time I was really aware of um, uh, Patrick Warburton. Like, after watching this movie, I was like, who is this guy? This guy who is in this character, this character I like, the one who tried to poison Cusco with Cusco's poison, right? Like, his... You didn't watch Seinfeld? Uh, N- not the ones he was in. I didn't get to watch. I didn't watch a lot of TV you back in the day. Out on so a I missed a lot. Of of he, he's caught film. up now. He's talking when he first saw it. He okay, hadn't seen that sorry. stuff. <laughs> I thought it was like yeah, now. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. This was this was my first encounter with him back in the day because I hadn't sorry. watched a lot. I hadn't seen him a lot. Um, now I know him. Like I know his voice immediately. And like, yeah. But still, just the breakout for this for me was that. And just then I was like, what, is he, what else is he in? I got to catch all this other stuff, right? Yeah, he brings so much charisma to his henchmen that he outshines the quote-unquote villain of the movie so much that yeah. it's, it, to me it's just it's bad writing because your villain needs to be engaging in some form. Well, it feels to me, and I'm speaking totally off the, the top of my head, out of my ass, it feels to me more like it, it wasn't bad writing. It was bad directing. Because what I'm guessing is, 
is there's a shitload of improv in this movie. And I'm guessing that primarily because they put fucking David Spade in it, who I don't think can stay on book to save his life. Um, and they put Patrick Warburton in there, who's hysterical. And he even has a moment that I brought up earlier where he ad-libbed and they kept it. So it wouldn't yeah. surprise me if it's it's kind of like a, um, a Paul Fagg situation, where it's like, yeah, he is a, a talented director and he knows what to do, but he also has trouble figuring out, you know, when the riffing has gone on enough. You can stop. Right, right. And, and because of animation production you can do that a lot longer into the process than with regular film too right so if someone riffs something in a voiceover session suddenly like hey we can get the animators to do this suddenly like you can go back and change out scenes it's not like it's all said and done when the voices come in so yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't be surprised if some improv retroactively changed out things too even yeah and like it's just kind of unfortunate because i look at i look at cronk and Patrick Warburton, and I'm like, he, he's the star of this show. Yeah, and but the, which is so sad because the main villain, what is it again? Yzma. Yzma is played by Eartha Kitt. Yeah. You're not dealing with anyone unknown here. You're dealing with a massively talented woman who should be able to shine in this role. And they gave her nothing. But to be honest, they didn't give Patrick Warburton anything either. He just worked with it. But that's kind of what Patrick Warburton's entire career has been based off of. Yeah. The exception of The Tick, they've given him largely boring roles his whole life, and he's just made them awesome. He's my favorite Tick. I mean, he's great as The Tick, but he you keep bringing up The Tick. You know we have an entire podcast on this network about Venture Brothers. Yes. <laughs> but before I knew Venture That'll Brothers, That'll be the running gag in this podcast. We'd we never mentioned that one podcast you did. The podcast about <laughs> the group of people led by... A weird scientist. That one podcast yeah. that we'll never... <laughs> I was obsessed with The Tick when I was younger. And if I wasn't obsessed with The Tick, I was obsessed with Batman Well. I love I mean, that show. It's a good show. I'm not, not, I'm not arguing with you on the quality of the show. I'm just saying he is Brock Samson. Yeah. No, no line in The Tick is as good as, <laughs> I can dodge it. <laughs> <laughs> right. But yeah, so that was a long Sorry. series of me just being like, I don't like the villain, and you guys mostly agreeing with me. Oh, you! I don't. I, there's nothing. You can't really defend the villain. I mean, there's a. I mean, I'm on. I have IMDb trivia open whenever we do these things, and one of them is Isma is considered one of the funniest villains. I'm like, that's not trivia. That's your opinion. Get out of your IMDb. And that's just. I mean, villains are can be funny, but first they have to be villains. Yeah, it's funny like second. It's like uh, James Woods is both funny as Hades and scary as Hades. Yeah. Like, he does both very well. Like, Maleficent. She's terrifying. Yeah, she's the not evil funny. queen, yeah, she's terrifying. Not she's not funny. Yeah. <laughs> Scar, terrifying. All these amazing villains that do have comedic moments, but you, at large, you understand that they are villains. Yeah, it's just... I think that's kind of my, my problem. It's like... Every single thing. I, I can't really think of much of anything beyond the last act. And even there, I can find a lot. But it's like, I can nitpick everything across the board. And mm-hmm. at that point, it's like, it's too much. I'm not just nitpicking for nitpicking's sake. Like, you have a problem. But I, I, for me, personally, and where I want to spend a little bit of time, I, I think the the major problem, and it's not on him. I don't blame him at all. But I think the problem is with David Spade's character. He is a fucking mess. I Yeah, I don't. I didn't have much sympathy for his character. How could you? He's really, a dick. His uh, redeeming, I didn't really fully believe. Well, then you shouldn't because he screws him over again. And then they get redeemed at the end. And then even at the end, it's just like, well, he's just nice to John Goodman now. I didn't really buy 
that he was a better person. And yet he apologized to a guy he threw out a fucking window. And the guy's just like, eh, it's fine. I've been thrown out of windows before. It's like, <laughs> what? what is happening? Like, the movie goes out of its way to try to go like, no, he's he's cool now. He's a better person. I don't believe you. He's still making the water park. He's still doing everything he said he's going to do. He's just not not knocking over houses anymore. You, you got to do better, man. <laughs> like, And I think the problem is like with David Spade, if you just let him riff, like his comedy usually tends towards mean comedy. That's just what he does. He does it better than most. He's hysterical. But when it comes to this character, it's like he's just a dick. Like, give me something to work with here. He, he doesn't really even warm up till about two-thirds of the way through it. And even then, it's still kind of only kind of warmed up. He's just not as mean. Yeah. And it still feels like it's a temporary thing. Like, the moment he's not a llama, he's going to start just regressing. If not within a few months, yeah. yeah. Like, I just... It didn't feel like they had enough of a journey for him to learn a life lesson. The journey was mostly an inconvenience of... Go home. Okay, I'm going to go home then. Well, it's really dangerous if you go by yourself. Oh, well, then I guess you should come with. And that that's about it. Yeah. There's just nothing to grab onto. Like, I'd love to, because I think there is some good stuff in it, and we'll talk about that in a minute. But but the setup, the first two-thirds, it's, it's just, a, in my book, a swing and a miss. Yeah? I completely no. agree. <laughs> <laughs> and there's not enough to talk about to add on to that honestly like no. there's very little i mean you got pacha's very nuclear family <laughs> and they got the the other girl from just shoot me to play his wife which is pretty yeah. cool i like it whenever she shows up and, stuff. and it's very much a modern age problem it probably didn't bother anybody at the time but now watching a movie about a specific ethnicity in a specific style and only hearing very white American <laughs> accents on all of them is a little grating. <laughs> I didn't. It's yeah. Like uh, what year did this come, come out? Again, 2000. It was, it was uh, 2000, 2000. Yeah. yeah. How very two thousands of it. Oh yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of like, <laughs> it's one of those things where I'm like, all right, I can forgive it cause it's of the time, but I've gotten so used to them. Like, I don't want to say, fixing the problem because there's still a lot of work to do it but yeah at least like at least acknowledging that it is a problem and like trying to you know eh, we'll meet you halfway it's like or you could just you know not be dicks um (laughs) but i've gotten used to not only having like a predominantly white cast it's like oh it's a little odd yeah this really is a time machine yeah and the way that only disney could do right yeah Uh, okay, well, let's talk about what does work, because I, I honestly think the last act works, and the the main reason why the last act works, in my opinion, uh, comes down to uh, psychics, and it's yeah. when they're they're trying to figure out a way to make David Spade back into being a human, and they come across the human potion that he's supposed to take, and then Isma comes in and she mixes them all up, so they just take all of the potions, and they have no idea which one's the right one. And as they're trying to, like, run away and uh, get to safety, they have to keep taking potions. And throughout this entire thing, David Spade's character just keeps randomly changing to these ludicrous animals, and it was legitimately funny the whole way through. (laughs) Especially, like, my favorite one had to be the whale. Because like, ah, I'll do this one! And then it's like, don't say anything. (laughs) It's like, yes, I realize... This doesn't help us. <laughs> <laughs> Get me in some water. 
And that's a, <laughs> it, however enjoyable that is. There's also a part of me that's like, so she was supposed to just be an advisor. Does he? Did he ever know that she was a witch? Has she been putting spells on other people? I mean, she just feels like a. She's. She's just. I, I, I don't think. Ju- uh, yeah, I mean, for all what we said earlier, I don't think the movie was that interested in delving into that. So it's more of just like, yeah, that is another issue but with it. If she's a ripoff of Jafar, yeah, that's you, where I was going. She's just a ripoff of Jafar. Yeah. The entire time, you know that Jafar is a sorcerer. Yeah. That is known from the get go. I mean, I, I would Everyone think that, like, for how, um, for Cusco, all his bluster, he's not a very good emperor, like, obviously. Obviously. So, of course, of course why, would, why would he not know? Like, why, why would he know that she's into all this stuff until he wanted to pay attention, right? So, of course, she could do all that stuff. Like, yeah. whatever, you know? And it's really, it is nitpicky, but it, to me, it's so, like, I want to meet some of these other people that she's turned into these things. She doesn't have just a supply of change people into things without actually using them before. Well, maybe she's just waiting for the right opportunity. And now she knows they all work. <laughs> they all work. Flawlessly. <laughs> they all work. Um, one of, like, the, onto the gags thing, the one where they can't figure out how Yzma and Kronk got back so quick, I think kills me every time. Just oh, as, yeah. as they, before, before they get to it. Because it's like... <laughs> the movie's aware enough to know that hey wait this is stupid but they they make they make sure it's over stupid right and just the call out to it I, I don't know that and what you were just saying about trying all the different bottles and just the gags alone really well it's just it's almost jarring how much of a change that happens at that third act point yeah like because if the whole movie hummed along like the third act this would have been one of my favorite movies Disney made because like it, like the music works the action works but primarily and like the thing that i'm the the most happy about is the comedy works like it it goes from being a movie that's kind of dull and kind of boring to something that's lively and funny and like legitimately funny like the joke that john's talking about which i'm sure he's avoiding because he doesn't want to give up his quote um yeah but like when that scene happened is one of those things i'm like okay so you guys wrote yourselves in a corner it didn't make any sense and instead of trying to fix it you just made fun of yourselves for it (laughs) Yeah, like well done. Like I appre- I can appreciate that a whole bunch. Yeah, they made a jokes about that uh, in that one episode of Stargate I had you watch. Oh yeah, where they're like, you know, it's the type of thing that you write into script to just pull you out of a hole, and then if you put a, a lamp on it, like a light on it, you know, then it's funny. Yeah, and you don't have to explain it anymore. <laughs> and that's exactly what they did here, and it was great. Uh, and it even has like the stupid joke. There was in the trailer. Uh, that's why I don't feel bad uh, giving you know, giving it away. But like. He takes the llama potion and turns back into a llama and just, yay, I'm a llama again. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> At least he knows how to be a llama. <laughs> That's true. How would he be a whale? How do I get to the ocean? And, like, this isn't in the third act, but, like, the things that do work, like, him being a llama and trying to be, like, cool and just walk away from John Goodman, but just not acknowledging you're a llama now, you need to walk on four feet. <laughs> That was funny. Like, that was a legitimate good sight gag. Like, I did though, enjoy that moment. Yeah. I did enjoy watching his entire, Even the, um, like, talking and him just struggling across Struggling the to walk on two legs. Yeah. Like, and even the um the diner scene, which is just before the third act, I would say, right around there. Like, it kind of borders it, where it just becomes a, a, a gag of missed, oper- like, a missed connection thing going on. Yeah. And it's just, like, the, the rapidness of that, especially with Kronk there and his food thing, it's like... And he just starts becoming the chef? Like, that was fucking hilarious? <laughs> yeah. Like, it's it's almost hard to 
remember some of that stuff in the beginning, some of the rough start to it, just because when you get here, you're so blown away by it. And yeah, no, it just, it becomes genuinely hilarious. Yeah. From like then on. And I, what a, what a weird movie. <laughs> and and I like, think that- I, I can even laugh about the bad stuff in the beginning. Cause I'm just like, yeah, that doesn't make any sense. It's bad. And then this, this happens. All these scenes we've just talked about, one after the other, in rapid succession. It's like, how do you feel first half of the movie and then just completely 180 it? And and that's why I'm kind of sad that I'm going to leave this movie with such a harsh review and like being so mean to it because, like I'm saying, when it does work, man, I'm into it. I wish the whole movie was as good as it was because holy shit, was it fun. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's the thing too. Is like if it had built the foundation for these characters, made a sympathetic, you know, a sympathetic um, Cusco and all that, the or, comedy would have probably hit even harder. Yeah. Like, you could have gone from uh, beginning gr- really good end to probably mostly great. Throughout. Yeah. Because, like, the things that work, work. The things that don't, really don't. And I, I just, I feel like the they're not really quite in balance. Um, but I've said pretty much everything I need to say about this movie. I wish I could talk about music because I love talking about music and musicals, but there's fuck all to say about it. Uh, anything else that we missed you guys want to talk about? I forget it's a musical. Yeah, I guess I do too. Yeah. I uh, remember it has a, the opening song. That's It's but just not a great song. Where are the other songs? Is that the only one? It might be the only one. Yeah. Well, it comes back. Yeah. That's not, that's not a musical. I guess it's not a musical, is it? No, no it's not really. No. And it, it is weird uh, when this movie's end, when this movie ends that it has a very poppy song show up at the yeah. very end of it. And you're just like, huh? They still had Sting at the end doing yeah. his really dramatic song. Yeah, it doesn't like it doesn't work, but also just like, okay, that's funny at this point. That's funny at this point. Like Disney has hired both Sting and fucking Phil Collins for songs. It's like Disney, you have the worst taste in hey, music. The <laughs> Phil Collins song is actually good. Oh, I, I love the Tarzan soundtrack. Did he get soundtrack. an Oscar for that? He got an Oscar nomination. I'm not sure if he won. <laughs> but Sting let me did let not me get that for this song. Let me go on record with a very important statement. You don't. Fuck Phil Collins. Oh, I know Brian doesn't like Phil Collins. It's just because Phil Collins really loves Phil Collins. Yeah, I know. He's really critical of music. I don't like Phil Collins because he has bad taste in music because he likes Phil Collins. (laughs) Phil Collins is kind of like... What's the line from Sing Street? Why am I forgetting? No man can ever... Or no woman can ever truly love a man that likes Phil Collins. (laughs) (laughs) But... Oh, God, why am I forgetting the name of the actor right now? I know exactly what you're talking about. I will not compare fucking Phil Collins to that wonderful man. Well, it's a good and a bad version man. of the same type of ego. Yeah, it's a horrible version of uh, Kenneth Branagh. Ken- yeah, it's yeah, a I bad version of Kenneth Branagh. We love Kenneth Branagh. And Kenneth Branagh loves Kenneth Branagh. Yeah, Kenneth Branagh's great. Phil Collins is Phil Collins. <laughs> he has to wake up every morning Phil knowing Collins that. Phil Collins is pretty Phil of himself. <laughs> and I still enjoy his music, though. Uh, I'm sorry. We'll... We've filled a whole bunch of this movie with a segment about phil collins who's attached to a different disney movie yeah and like i said like i, I you know say what you will about phil collins i, I like that tarzan soundtrack it's yeah it's got good. some it's a better it's movie. got some punch to it fuck phil collins <laughs> fuck that song <laughs> <laughs> i'm um, not here for it mm. and you know this is let's what, go to quotes <laughs> i just want to point out a disney movie with an obvious orphan Never really talks about the fact that he's an orphan. 
Oh, this one didn't play the dead parents card really at all. No, he just hey. didn't have any. They just hey. weren't there. He had no family. Good for you, Disney. Doing <laughs> something right. Well, the uncomfortable truth is he probably had them thrown out his window. He does like to do that. I just assume he never had parents. Also makes sense. What are you yeah. saying? He was birthed from the, uh, the midichlorians? I don't know. Let's do quotes. Okay. Let's do quotes. <laughs> John, why don't you go first? I know you have yours locked and loaded. Uh, yeah, it's. I referenced it earlier. It's the scene where they basically they arrive at the villain's potion lab, the lab, and Yzma's already there. And she goes, looking for this? And everyone gasps. And Cusco's like, no, it can't be. How did you get here before us? And then they stop the movie for a little bit. Like, uh, how, how did we, Kronk? He's like, well, you got me. By all accounts, it doesn't make sense. And then he holds up a map of the two parties' trail, which he'd already seen before. Each person do their own little trail, uh, how they got there. And I was like, oh, well, back to business. And then the movie starts back up again. They really did shine a light on it. Yeah, they just didn't give a shit. Yeah. <laughs> and just the timing of it. Everything was just in perfect oh, sync at that Patrick point. Patrick Warburton like, sells that so well. Him and Eartha, like, oh my god, it just it just works. That scene is so funny. <laughs> oh, I I I'm gonna continue laughing through the rest of the evening just thinking about that particular scene. I mean, Patrick Warburton's line. Like, this is not my quote, but I just had to bring it up because it was just so fucking good. Like, he was supposed to kill him, and she's like, "A lava. He was supposed to be dead." Yeah, weird. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> I fucking love him. Oh or even his conversation with his his angel and demon or devil on the shoulder, just like, so. <laughs> which was funny. But then when they do it at the end of the film, where everyone can just hear him having the conversation, but he doesn't, he doesn't <laughs> just stand there talking to himself, <laughs> just fine with it. Like that was amazing. You took a somewhat funny moment, kind of okay in the beginning of the film, and yeah. turned it into one of the best jokes in the whole movie at the end. Like. Well, you weren't expecting that one to pay off, especially with the way no. the, rest of the movie's been going. Like you're just like, oh, they brought something back. That is amazing. That was so good. Uh, My quote is also oh. from Kronk. Good. Uh, it is when it. he gets into the diner and has to start being the chef, <laughs> and it seems to be the perfect moment in his life, where the old lady just kind of rattles some stuff off at him, and then he somehow translates into three oinkers wearing pants, plate of hot air, basket of grandma's breakfast, and change the bull to a gill. Got it. <laughs> and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense, but he just found his soulmate. <laughs> and if this... he had stayed there the rest of the movie... I would have wanted to stay there with him. Him as the chef at that place would have, is like his his place in life. Oh See, they God. need to bring back Kronk's Diner. That yeah. should be the show, right? That should be at Disneyland. That that should just be like a Disney Plus show. Like yeah. that, that. Oh my God! Like there's an audience for that. That would be really funny. I'd watch it. Absolutely. Just get Patrick Warburton. Yeah. It can even be live action. I don't care. You don't have to animate He's it. He's a just... little more unemployed because we don't know if Venture Brothers is coming back or not. Hopefully. <laughs> Hopefully. Anyhow. Um. <laughs> so my my quote, it came out of total left field. It's probably a punch-up moment, but whatever. It was one of those lines that, like, uh, it's like, you know when you're watching a movie and you hear a joke and it's like, oh, that joke was written for me. Like, somebody out there just knew Brian Dressel was going to enjoy this one and then writes it down. Uh, this movie <laughs> right. had one of those moments. It, uh, and it's just a throwaway line that, that people don't even have names. It's guard and delivery person. And it's just this random throwaway conversation where the camera just pans by and the guard goes, for the last time, we did not order a giant trampoline. And the delivery person goes, you know what, pal? You could have told me that before I set it up. 
That is super random. <laughs> <laughs> has nothing to do with this movie. And it's just like, for the last time. That means he's been telling him this for a while now. And the guy just kept setting it up and not listening. <laughs> and he was oh. finally done and went, here you go. And he's like, for the last time, I don't, I didn't order it. And he's like, but I just set it up. And like, I... My mind just went racing with those two That's people. That's a salesman. That's a door-to-door salesman who just finds a way to pressure someone into buying something. Well, it's here now. That means you got to pay me for it. Yeah, it's already there. It's in your... <laughs> just give me the money. I'm not taking it apart. Oh, my God. Well, right. And, and what makes it even better, too, is just that that pays off as well. Just... Yeah. <laughs> has some use but i've put together a trampoline that's not a you know uninvolved thing <laughs> so like i can imagine that scenario that scenario is perfectly clear in my mind oh like, my god how long that would take and how long someone would have to tell me <laughs> just imagine the whole time you're doing it someone's going i didn't order this please stop putting it together <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah like, like i said there's things in this movie that i really did love yeah, I just if, don't think if, I'm ever going to watch if, it again. I probably would have liked it a lot more if it had been the intention the whole time when they had time to actually... To make it this make comedy it that they wanted to make? Yeah. Thing and not just be like, all right, punch up. This is a bunch of punch up in a movie. Yeah. Because, man, like the, when there's funny jokes in it, they are... Yeah. Like, they're not just like slight chuckles. Like, they are gut-busting, laughing mm-hmm. jokes. And which it, which yeah. comedies so I, that... I, Comedies and films that I think are better, I have laughed less at. Yeah, this less and less hard. It's like a kind of a coda to the what you just said. Even like watching it now is like cable watching it now. Like you're watching it for the best moments in the end, and you kind of just gaze through the rest. Like yeah. it's on in the background, and suddenly the best parts are here, and like, oh, you're right there, yeah. right? And I think, for better or worse, that's where I kind of sit on it. It's like. I'll put it on every now and then for the end, for those parts, and just kind of coast through the rest. Because I might not, I mean, I'm not as fanatical about it, but I also laugh at everything. Like, I've laughed at everything we've said about this <laughs> movie, for better or worse, too, right? So. Yeah. <sighs> I, think, I think we did it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. To finish this, John, tell Jandy, yes, that is Jesus on the roof. And let's not explain anything else. Fair enough. Okay. Uh, yeah. So I can say that we've Emperor's New Grooved. Ooh. That one worked. <laughs> right? Kind of? We grooved through the groove. Well, we didn't throw it off, that's for sure. You can't throw <laughs> yeah. something off that's already been tossed off. Such a tosser. This feels like it's just butting up to a very gross conversation. Like, <laughs> I should just steer the car away. Uh, <laughs> Llama? <laughs> So, He's supposed to be dead. They never did say Lama Dama Ding Dong in this movie. Missed opportunities. Yeah. So this is where we usually do a wrap up on the person for the month. And uh, there wasn't a person this month. And uh, I guess if I could say I've learned anything from that wasn't the fucking plan was, um, if your plan's going awry, stop. That's what I've learned. Just stop. <laughs> That's not necessarily good advice either. Stop. When you're playing, no, 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 okay, that's fair. When it's not going awry, figure out how to do it. When you know that you're fucked, because all these films at some point had to go, I think we lost it. <laughs> we lost it. We had something and then it went away. Yeah, I think we're just doing this to do it now. Like, that, don't. 
that that's what I learned because it's not going to turn out great. You might get good things in there. There might be things that are worth it, but all in all, uh, it, it's definitely not not going to be a oh, quality end product. Yeah. When the best film out of the month was the fucking Emperor's New Groove, <laughs> you know this probably isn't probably isn't the best solution to your plan. <laughs> yeah. Anything else that we've learned? No, well, I didn't really learn anything. I would. I, I might go a little cheesy with it. It's just um, that movies, that, that whole adage of no one sets out to make a bad movie, I think is apparent in this month. Like no one ever set out to make a bad Star Wars movie, the worst Star Wars movie ever made. No one ever set out to do that. Um, and, you know, no one ever set out to make a mess of a Don Quixote film either, right? Or I mean, you know. honestly, from what I would have learned from this is if what your base product is is bad and hasn't been working instead of just trying to shove something out of it actually just scrap it all and start from the ground up again however much it's going to hurt you however much it might make people angry and how much money it's going to cost you if you're determined to still make this product get rid of all the stuff that you know is bad and just build build a new yeah, because like, today's movie specifically really could have learned from that one. Today and uh, Suicide Squad really could have learned from that. Like, Suicide Squad, we want it to be a comedy. I shot a drama. We'll just make it into a comedy. That doesn't fucking work. And, like, same thing with Emperor's New Groove. Like, we wanted a drama. Well, we want a comedy. Well, then we need to start over because we can't just take the few things that do work and just force them into something mm-hmm. completely different. Especially it... for Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. Like, the, yeah. your, your previous two movies do not mesh together well, and definitely not for what happy little go-lucky ending you want. Yeah. So, do you either just leave it as the two films, or just... Yeah, and that's a conversation just, for... Just stick people. to the plan. Yeah. It might be a bad yeah. plan, but it's going to be better than whatever you're going to try to yeah. slapdash together now. Yeah. 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 Don't try to... Maybe, maybe that's the, the big message stuff. after all this, is just, if you have a plan, stick to it. It's better for that plan to not work than to pivot, pivot, pivot. <laughs> right into the dumpster. Right. You just end up sawing a couch in half. It's kind of like kind of like that moment in Bob's Burgers when Tina's trying to run for class president or whatnot. And uh, Eloise just tells her, oh, no, hang it lower. Hang it lower. Hang it lower. <laughs> and suddenly her banner's in the trash. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's a pretty good analogy for like, just change this, change this, change this, change this, change this. Can you make it a comedy? It's in the trash now. <laughs> <laughs> it's in the trash. Yep. <laughs> I do also think that this would be, this is an interesting look at this scenario when things go, when they try to pivot on the plan and how executives and producers approach this. Because we've seen different results for the, like essentially the same problem. Something's not going right. There's a conflict of interest. And from a, a very archaeological standpoint, you're, it's like watching the train wreck. Like, well, what happened? Where was the problem point? Where was the decisions? Yeah. And for as much as you know, we, we want people to stick to the plan, like these messes, I kind of appreciate them a little bit more. I'm a little bit more forgiving, but I'm also much more curious about them. Like from a, maybe from a nosy standpoint, you know, maybe it's not a very positive emotion to have about it, like being snoopy and nosy on the drama, but it really offers an insight into... Oh, the the mess that is our machine, the industry machine, right? 
the the interesting thing for me is I don't find myself being more forgiving in the films because I still think the films are no no garbage. But I I don't like I don't hate Abrams after Skywalker. No, and like I I thought no. I would like especially like after I walked out of the movie I'm like well I'm fucking done with that guy. But after I calmed down I'm like. He, he got a fucking raw deal, yeah. and he did the best he could, which wasn't very good. And that's kind of how I feel about, like, everyone here. Like, I, I don't really blame any of the filmmakers for the films we watched. Like, like, you even look at today's movie, and it's like, David Spade tried his fucking hardest with this thing. Like, you can see, like, he was all over Instagram, because it was, like, the 20th anniversary of the movie uh, this week. And he was all over his Instagram, like, I love this movie. I'm so proud of it. And it's like, I get it. He tried his hardest in this. Like, I, I see why he likes it. I still don't think it's a good movie, but that's not not to knock any of the people who made him. Like I think that I agree with you there, John. Like I'm way more forgiving of everyone behind the scenes because I'm like, you guys did the best you could with a fucking horrible situation. Yeah, it's just this example of you just dig yourself a hole and you try to crawl out as best you can. And yeah. sometimes you'll really like what you made, and sometimes you won't. And sometimes other people appreciate it. Sometimes they won't. And yeah. here we are. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> what a fascinating month! Like, it, it what was a, a what a weird emotional journey. <laughs> it was a very fascinating month, and uh, by far our hardest month of movies to watch. <laughs> <laughs> Although I don't, we, we needed the, some hard, difficult movies to <laughs> go through. With the exception of Star Wars, though, I didn't hate watch any of them. That was the only one I'm just like, no. fuck this thing, man. The rest of them, I'm like, all right, there's there's things that work. There are things yeah. that work in each one of these. Yeah, uh, no, I, I never set out to actually hate any of these movies, despite my previous opinions on any of them, or even set out to really love a movie either. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it was it was very interesting charting the my thoughts during these movies and just what were, what, what angered, aggravated, and how invested I might have been. It really tested where, where my investments in fandoms and geek culture were too like yeah <laughs> in a very obscure way like i like comics i'm not as versed in them but man suicide squad made me not curious about comics ever <laughs> you know, as i watched it and i tried to divorce myself of that when we first watched it but then coming back into it and seeing all this stuff i was like with how messy this is why am i even like who cares about these people yeah uh, and then star wars like i don't have any ill will to anybody who made it but the movie did make me p- pump the brakes on star wars and i'm still trying to reconcile that yeah with a general just malaise about star wars in general like i've i've lost it and uh, the only only way the only time i can compare it is when i lost it really hard with moffat's doctor who like he just he there reached a certain point where i was just like i can't do it i'm out i'm out i need to i need a break and that's where i sit with star wars and it was interesting to re-explore those emotions but then parse those across these other movies like because disney They've got a certain way they do cartoons. So that's not what this movie was. Today's movie was not that. It defied all that. It didn't work. So if you're expecting deep villains and big epic things, it's not it's not it's not a Disney movie. <laughs> yeah. Right? So it's not even what you hope for. So all these movies are disappointments, but then just exploring that. I don't know, that you know, last minute thoughts, midnight yeah. hour thoughts that were very interesting to me. No, it was it was an interesting. It was definitely out of all the months we've done. It was definitely more of an exercise in like thought process and like that. So that like definitely appreciated doing the month. I'm not racing to do it again. <laughs> oh no, never, want, never again. I yeah, mean, I won't I say never. Enjoy, I would definitely do it again, just not like next month. <laughs> I do enjoy reading good Wikipedia's about disasters. Yeah. So reading Wikipedia's about these movies is pretty enjoyable. 
And maybe next time we'll try to do, uh, if we even can, movies that didn't go according to plan, but end up being really good. And uh, maybe those are a thing. <laughs> they are. Like Super Mario Brothers. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going to let I wish on. I could see Brian's face. I wish I could see Brian's face right now. I love that movie. Because I would agree. <laughs> it, it was not a happy face. <laughs> None uh, of the actors in that movie ever talk about how much they enjoyed working on that Even when movie. you talk to one of them about it, he's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> that movie almost killed me. Well, I enjoy watching it. <laughs> Only someone does. Oh, <laughs> uh, boy. Okay, so uh, usually at this point we would have already told you what we're covering next month. We haven't because we're taking next month off. Um, bit of a bummer, but uh, I have some stuff I need to catch up on, and I'm starting a new job with the same company so i still can't tell you where i work um but that's really exciting and we can just use a little bit of time to kind of figure some stuff out and i owe poor brock over a damage boost like two or three episodes at this point so there will still be podcasts with me on it throughout the months of january uh probably something yeah. yet something and then i buddies. think we have to talk to him about um a certain console launch that just didn't go according to fucking plan Oh my god, no. And if this did go according to plan, then wow, wow, was that a bad plan. That's a mean plan. Yeah. That and like, a horrible plan. The content of that episode will definitely change a little bit, because now I've found both consoles. But uh, I still have plenty to say about the hunt to try to find both consoles. And I say I have both yeah. of them. Neither one of them are in my house. Just some thing on the internet says that I have given them money <laughs> they for might them. might be arriving. So, so they might be coming at some point. <laughs> Well, as with anything that gets shipped anywhere, it's like, first step is, we don't know if you even ordered it. Yeah. And second step, it's there. Yeah. <laughs> so who knows? Um, but yeah, so be sure to check out Damage Boost throughout the month of January. The, there will be a lot of good stuff there, as if there isn't already. Fucking Brock's been crushing it now for months. Mm-hmm. Oh, those, those episodes have been amazing. Yeah, you should so, be listening yeah. to Damage Boost either way. Uh, ours might actually be the less good episodes. I'm saying that just because I'm being nice. We all know ours will be the best. Um and then, uh, yeah, Binge Buddies will have some stuff in January. I don't think we'll be starting our new show till February. Still haven't fully decided what that is, but we're starting to narrow it down. Uh, Matt and I are doing some fun episodes in between, though. You could have seen this past Monday. He and I released an episode on the 50th anniversary special edition episode of Doctor Who. I got Matt to talk about Doctor Who. I did it. <laughs> it's taken a long time. <laughs> it was actually his idea. <laughs> like, see, I knew all British people like Doctor Who. <laughs> um but that's a really good episode i I highly highly recommend checking it out and uh that's all for me to plug julia what's your plug 2021 (laughs) the year we've all been waiting for will it live up to our expectations who knows 2021 the year that is not 2020 will it continue or will it improve I don't want to say well, it can't get any worse, because it can always get worse. Yeah, it can get 2021, worse. 2021, it has come to break the spell. Yeah. We just watched Beauty and the Beast, and I'm weirdly hopeful. Well, we are legitimately entering, entering into the 20s. It's not just the 20. It's the 20s. Oh. And let's see. Because previously, when it was the 20s, it ended horribly. <laughs> 1928 and on. Horrible. The world over. Whatever do you mean? (laughs) So we're starting the 20s this time around already bad. So it can only go good from here. Maybe it'll get better. 
Maybe we'll have the reverse 20s. I just like that you described the decade as ending poorly. <laughs> it sure fucking did. <laughs> oh, boy. John, what are you plugging? <laughs> it's hard to follow that, but uh, Demon Days, the actual play podcast that we do. <laughs> we're still on, we're still in our bi-weekly you know schedule for the holidays to give me a little bit of an editing break and so i can do things like um you know little video versions with subtitles for damage boost and pimp that up a little bit more so dam- demon days yes but damage boost get on that it's good stuff it's like a highlight of my week when I get to do the intros for that show. Mm-hmm. It's just fun. <laughs> the, the intros, start, in the new year, I, I got to start getting more crazy with them, but we'll see. The intros, you don't capture the arm movements that I do while uh, while doing the voice, but I have very big arms throughout the entirety of those. Like, I've knocked things off my <laughs> desk with, like, friends, fiends, and I'm just waving all over the round. It's like, I should record myself doing, like, video just once so people can see how insane I am while I record mm. these things. So... Happy holidays to all you listeners out there. I hope you have a a really good end of your 2020. We will see you in 2021 at some point, uh, end of January, early February, where we'll be covering another person, entity, thing. We're not sure what it is yet. It'll be fun. I know that much. Uh, I will say goals of 2020 to do an entire month on Disney. And I want to be nice to Disney. I'm going to do it. I'm going to challenge myself. Oh, the hell, freeze over, the hell freezes over month, right? Yep. Is that what we're calling it? It's going to be the hell freezes over month where Brian says nothing but mostly nice things about Disney. That made sense, right? Yes. <laughs> nothing but mostly. <laughs> That's going to be a killer on the <laughs> SEO. Bye. 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 Bye.